You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. What a crazy week. Yes, sir. It's almost Friday, though. Like, when people hear this, it'll probably be Friday. Yeah, it will be Friday, I'm sure. So, happy Friday, folks. I hope you're you're just a diehard fan, and you're going to listen to it as soon as it's put out. Yes. Into the interwebs. I believe we have some of those. I think we got a couple, at least. I mean, my little boy jumps up and down. He's like, Dad is talking on my phone. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, here we go with your country music news. So, uh, we have Florida Georgia Line has an exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. I mean... I don't know. I'm hoping that it's like near the dumpster section or the trash section. Uh, I I don't know. It's just, it's really disheartening to see that Florida Georgia Line has an exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. But they did write songs. They did uh, entertain millions of people and they bought the music. So I guess, you know, they rightfully got a spot. But at the Country Music Hall of Fame, get out of here. What do you got, Jordan? On that, I think, I mean, it's not the country that everybody loves, but it's what they consider country now. So uh, you got to include all that. Um, Yeah, the country news that I have is uh, Hank Williams Jr. has put a conservatorship over his son, uh, Sam Williams. So what does that mean? What, what's the meaning of that? means that he has no control over his uh, finances, um, the income, the, you know, uh, purchases. It's, I don't, I don't know if you remember the whole thing with Britney Spears. I do. Her father I had do. one on, on her. And, um, of course, that was a big to-do for a long time she was not able to manage i mean she almost couldn't even take a shower without some kind of guidance she she had put herself and she went through a whole lot of course when you are that famous at a young age it's not really healthy it's not it's not normal yeah but i mean you know most of the money that this guy is spending is likely his grand or his dad's money anyway because sam williams i don't think he's a mega star no i mean i've never heard of him but um he's i mean i think he's 24 yeah he's still young i'm sure he's not like you know doing without the things that he needs um but of course at the same time i don't know the situation so i don't know i don't know exactly you know, what's being held back from him or, you know, what he's allowed to have at this point. But, um, we just know that he went to, uh, social media and TMZ grabbed a hold of it. Yeah. He's trying to you know, call his dad out. And I mean, if I was in that situation, I guess I would do the same, but I think, you know, looking at it as a 38 year old man, 
Yeah, maybe there's a reason for it. Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, you know, you don't have to always take things to social media, especially if you're calling out your father. I mean, if you can't work it out in the kitchen, you probably, you know, they always know best. My dad always used to tell me, if you can't come home and tell me what you've done, you probably shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Well, uh, the conservatorship was uh, taken out on him and his sister um, 18 months and 55 days ago after the uh, death of another sister in a car accident right in 2020 um so maybe he was afraid that they were gonna you know grieve in a very you know, dangerous way possibly or a very expensive way i'm not sure but i can understand at this point you know they're going to grieve her for the rest of their life right but it's calmed down a little bit to this point i, I would imagine gary church releases something that is very big for milwaukee um he is going to be playing a stadium show in may May 28th. He's going to have Brother Osborne and Parker McComb. They're going to be doing a uh, a huge concert. It's going to be called One Hell of a Night. That's going to be Saturday, May the 28th at American Family Field in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Cool. Yeah. You know, have you have you been to that field? I've not. It I've looks the, massive. The team play, yeah, it's a big, it's a big stadium. Um, I've seen the you know team play in Cleveland <laughs> this yeah. last year, but uh, Sarah Evans's husband was arrested after allegedly he tried to run over her with his car. There's a lot of details going around about this, and he was kind of an athletic star. I'm not sure what he did, but he was he had his own little fame behind that. But they've they've kind of took a break and. Uh, the good news is that Sarah wasn't injured and the Dixie Chicks have now something new to write about. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's a good thing he wasn't a professional NASCAR driver. It could have ended different. Yes, it could. It could have <laughs> ended very differently. So, uh, Reba McIntyre and Nicole Kidman are recognized in the Oscar nominations that are coming up, which is pretty cool that we got a country singer a part of that as well and when it comes to talking about country singers and being a part of something else mr jimmy allen grammy nomination this time and it's not just for country music it's for best new artist which kind of includes him with everything else uh that's cool that's really impressive the zach brown band was the last act to win the new artist grammy in 2010 so that tells you how how many times that they consider country artists. So that's pretty impressive that they, they picked Jimmy Allen. Yeah. And I mean, he's got talent. He deserves it. He's, he's worked extremely hard to get where he's at. So I'm extremely proud of him. Yes. Same here. Also this week, we have two country music birthdays that uh, both are, you know, one's a goat and one's not far from being a goat. And that is Mr. Garth Brooks is 60. Wow. Yeah, 60. Can you guess who's 59? No, I have no idea. 
Travis Tritt. Today is his really? birthday. Yeah, I, said, Travis I would assume Tritt. that was like swapped. I would assume Travis Tritt was older. Really? I think it's the mullet. I'm not yeah. sure. And then also some news out of Faster Horses Festival. They've decided to have Tim McGraw on Friday night, Eric Church on Sunday night, and guess who takes Saturday night? Mr. Morgan Wallen. Yeah, I read that somewhere, actually. But, yeah, that's cool. Yes, it is very cool if you ask me. It's just showing how big he's got. He's Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're three albums in, two that were – professionally produced but i mean to have two albums and now you're you know at this level i mean it's pretty impressive especially after everything that he's went through and i just hope that he's learned something oh yeah i'm sure he has (laughs) yeah and then the last thing with country music news is out of kentucky this week uh kentucky senator Rand paul calls for keith whitley to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And I cannot agree any more than possible. Keith Whitley, he is country music royalty. We lost him way too young. Phenomenal voice. And he needs to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Man. Tell me where to sign. Taking on Dr. Fauci. He's trying to get Keith Whitley the the praise that he deserves. I mean, reelect this man. What are we doing? (laughs) <laughs> yes. When it comes to Keith Willie, it don't get any better. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your country music news. Throw a little money in the plate at church Send your prayers up and your roots down deep Add a few limbs to your family tree And watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard all grow up Cause the truth about it is It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt That's right, you can buy dirt Yeah, number one song this week Number one country song this week, Jordan Davis by Dirt featuring Luke Bryan. I'm going to have to give it four stars. And this is something that we're going to start doing. If it's the number one song and if it's not an interview, if it's a basic artist episode like we do, we're going to feature the number one country song. And I'm giving it four stars. What about you? I like. I like the message in the song. I'm I'm just honestly, I'm just not a Luke Bryan fan. Yeah, that that's why I didn't give it five. Yeah. I mean, he's got an accent, but that don't make it country to me. No. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it it really is a good like I've never heard it a song presented that way. You yeah. know, buying the dirt produces all of this. You know, yeah. it is pretty impressive. It's, I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it's a nice premise. Um, I like the message of it. it. I mean, it's got a good message. Um, yeah. And I mean, they sing, you know, good. They are talented. The one guy obviously has the best name. Well, first name at least in the entire industry. Just because so, it's Jordan. I mean, well, come I mean, on here. Yeah. Greatness. Here he is. Yeah, begot greatness. <laughs> All right, that is your number one country song this week. 15 seconds of fame.
Ladies and gentlemen, this week for our 15 seconds of fame, we turn our eyes to Mobile, Alabama, to the duo Muscatine Bloodline. Ladies and gentlemen, these these two cats, uh, Gary Stanton and Charlie uh, Muncaster, I've never heard that last name before in my life, but um, I listened to a few of their songs and We'll have to say, I like their sound. So how yeah. do you say that name? Uh, Muscatine. Uh, Muscadine. Okay. See, I've like my brain, my uh, <laughs> dyslexia. For some reason, I thought it was like Mendocino. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my dyslexia works, man. Like for years. I think it's dyslexia. I think that's uh I, I, I mean, I got like a C plus in English. That's like adding letters is what you did. Yeah. You, he's adding you know, <laughs> math into English. <laughs> but, you know, they did have this one song right here that I'm going to give you guys a spin. Tell us what you think. Don't you put on that makeup. We ain't going nowhere. Let's just sit on this poor swing. We can take it from there It's the sound of the chain links As we rock till it's night And we can watch as the sun sets In hopes of holding you tight And be my poor swing angel Got my heartstrings tangled I mean, that's a really good song Yeah, and his voice really reminds me of uh, Tyler Childers somewhat in that song. Yeah, that I, was, I see what you're saying. I, you I do. Saying that, yeah. yeah, it's like a little shade of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like spot on, but he's got a no. just a little sliver, just a little sliver of it. But, I mean, it's really – I like that song a lot. Um, and if you want to look at the range of you know, music that they do, I got this from the website. They say, if you want to look at the range, you look at the hooks in their songs, uh, Moving On and the song WD-40. WD-40. They are, they are very wide-ranging as far as what they can do, you know, musically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I found them. I was pretty impressed with them, actually. Yeah. There's not a lot of duos in country music, and the ones that, are like you know brooks and dunn they have you know, pretty much ran everything forever yeah <laughs> so yeah, exactly i mean it's not nice it's, it's to good have. to see a fresh face yeah yeah and they founded the band together in early 2016 and uh yeah if you want to check out a little more information you want a t-shirt you want some merch you want to know tour dates? Go to <clears throat> muscadinebloodline.com. That's right, folks. And we're going to play it out with Put Me in My Place. I was spinning until right now. I'm over all my lying and the leaving. I was selfish, unprepared. I can't blame you if you're scared. But believe me, you're the girl that I've been needing. Chance is yours to take. My heart is yours to break, so put me in my place. 
good time since you know when. Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. Then you rode in with That's right. Mr. Hurricane. I'm so freaking excited to do this episode, Jordan. Without warning. Without warning. He came in like a hurricane. He Without sure did. Warning, he swept us off our feet. I mean, I can't think of anybody that's done it the way he's done it. I mean, it's not ever been done like that. It's his, his first, I don't, it was it like seven uh, singles he released? At this one? moment, at this moment, we're at 12 songs that he's released to the radio, and all 12 have went number one. And I'm gonna I mean, that's... Why. Huh? I'll explain why. The reason is because he is an everyday dude. He's like you. He's like me. He's like anybody who listens to this. He is just an ordinary dude with an amazing talent. He's yes, got a yes. voice like you, you cannot, you know, just have that voice overnight. Although he does, he's got it. He's, he's always been able to sing. He's only been playing the guitar for like 13 or 14 years. It's insane. Like that. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. He should, he should not be at the level he's at, but it's like everything he touches he may have sold his soul to the devil. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to throw that out there. He may have, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, Luke Albert Combs, he was born March 2nd, 1990. You know, I believe I was five. How old was you? I was seven. You were seven. Well, actually I was getting ready to turn seven. I was six. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so, uh, he was born in North Carolina, okay, as a child. He spent most of his time there. Uh, he had a pretty normal life, you know. He wasn't uh, super rich or nothing like that. He was the only child. Uh, a lot of his friends were the same way, you know. I mean, he, he really didn't know what it meant to be rich because he felt like everybody was just like him, you know, which right. that's a pretty normal childhood. Yeah. And I think, you know, growing up, all his friends you know, were in the same boat. I think he said in an interview with uh, Marty Smith on his podcast that he was like in seventh grade, maybe before he met somebody that he would consider rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which, so yeah. at, around the age eight, they moved to Asheville, North Carolina. And at this time is when he started performing as a vocalist. You know, he's a child at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, so he he does a little stuff at school, you know. Then he starts playing football. He performed with multiple vocal groups, including a performance that uh, was a solo that he got to do at Carnegie Hall. That's real cool. That is very cool, you know. So he got to perform at Car Carnegie Hall, which is just awesome. Yeah. That's like the Mecca. It is. And then he attended uh, Appalachia State University. Appalachian State. Yes, yes, sir. he did. 
And at this time, this is when he started playing bars and uh, he went to school to actually be a detective. Can you imagine Luke Combs knocking on your door? Hey, yeah. man, let's talk about them drugs. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, big old dude. And you know what? I bet he didn't even shave. Like, if, oh, if no. Luke would have made it to be a detective, he would have found a way to do some undercover stuff. He would have sung you right into some handcuffs is what yeah. he would have done. Like, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that. But anyway, so at this time, he had a pretty normal childhood. He learned to you know, sing, and uh, he liked country music. Then there come a time to when he kind of fell off of country music, and he started listening to Nirvana, and he kind of went down that road that Jordan did. Yes, you sir. Know, where they strayed away, but then we pull them back, you know? You ain't pulled me all the way back yet. Well, still you pop know. on a Nirvana album or a Pearl Jam or a Soundgarden or Audio Slave. Well, That's where it's at. So he starts playing at this uh this bar that he talked his buddy into. They charge a dollar for people to come in. He sells it out. It was like two hundred bucks at the time, which is a, a fair amount when it's just you and your guitar. So from that point, he decides, okay, hey, I may have, you know, what it takes. So he moves to Nashville. Along the way, he actually auditioned for The Voice, and the producer said that he wasn't interesting enough. Yeah. Blake Shelton later comes back to say, hey, this is embarrassing, but yeah, sometimes they slip through. Yeah, they do. And a lot of times it's because they don't have the look. Right. So he comes to town. He's writing like most people do. He's trying to get things going. Well, he ends up at this songwriting retreat down in Florida. And at this time is when he meets his current wife, Nicole. <laughs> you say it he, like he's been married 20 times. <laughs> well, yeah, current wife. I mean, we, we know how wife, the industry he meets his recycles wife. wives. Yeah. 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 So, and, uh, do you remember him saying what he was wearing? Yeah, he was wearing a uh, mossy oak gym shorts and a salmon pink uh, Columbia yeah, PFG performance fishing gear shirt that had like a tarp on the back of it. And it said luck has nothing to do with it. <laughs> or yeah, something of that yeah nature. Yeah, right. yeah, something about how luck wasn't yeah but some kind of cliche of luck yeah, yeah yeah and i mean obviously it worked out it worked yeah and and you know people are so quick to judge because i've seen comments as well of you know well he's a superstar well listen folks the facts are here nicole fell in love with luke long before he was ever the megastar that he was actually there was a time when she was making more money than him yeah she was making six figures working for bmi and then working three or four nights a week at uh tootsies yeah in, in nashville of course ever i mean that you know, that's the hot spot yeah that i mean 
that's like as good as you can get as far as you know nightlife yeah and you know country music at least and she was making six figures the first time they went out to lunch together she paid at that time um, he had enough money to pay for his bills his rent but other than that he had no extra money because he hadn't really hit it he'd been turned down for a few you know record deals at that multiple point. multiple yeah. i mean even people told him look you know, you just don't have the look, you don't really have the sound, and we just don't see it. And, I mean, I have to say, you know, my hat's off to him because he hasn't called him out. And if he has called the person out, he hasn't done it publicly. But that person ought to be fired because they're definitely tone deaf. Those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever said, you know what, this is not what we're looking for. And, I mean, in the, you know, the interview that I listened to, he talked about, how a a year before him is when you know, uh Chris you know, Stapleton came on the right. scene, but he'd been in you know, Nashville for fifteen years writing songs. He was you know, playing on songs. You know, Chris Stapleton is he he may be the greatest you know, male voice to ever sing country music. It's possible. It's but, very, very possible. I mean, he's at least in the top five. Oh, yeah. and But he never got a chance because of his look, because he's a little overweight. He's got that beard. He doesn't, you know, he's not as uh, chiseled up as, say, you know, Luke Combs. Uh, well, not uh, Luke Bryan, I mean. Yeah. Not Luke Combs. But right. I think he kind of, you know, paved the way. He kind of opened the door for, you know, regular-looking dudes. I mean, I'm handsome, but I'm not like fit. So I would have trouble just because I wear an extra large, maybe. And uh, <laughs> the yeah. look I got, he was like, mm. Are you serious right now? <laughs> so, okay. Like, I have to go on record and say this now country music for the first time in the last few years with Chris Stapleton and Luke Combs have truly said, okay, look, we're throwing out all the rules. Just sing the song, see what the fans do. And what did the fans do? They took them both to number one because these two artists finally broke the rules. And you know how confident it made guys with beards, guys that were, you know, not in that mold, how confident it made them feel. Hey, we got one of us mm. on the radio, you know, and that's what Luke did. And that's the same thing that Chris did. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody said Chris had like over 200 songs cut. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal how many, like, I, I don't even think you could find that information on the internet and it'd be accurate. Right. No, it blows my mind that just because of a stigma, and I mean, it's like that in every music, though. It is, except for rap. It's not like that in rap. No, in rap, it, you, you just, just got to have a the fan more trailer park trash you are, the you know bigger. Well, that's because you're not a fan. Yet. Now you're not yeah. a fan of it. That doesn't mean you got. Oh talk. no, 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 no. Now you know about the Fifty Cent songs yeah. that I like and the Eminem songs that I like. I'm a big yeah. fan of Fifty Cent. I mean, but there's lots of other out there besides that. 
and I'm not saying all of it's good, but all you have to have in rap to be you know, famous is you have to have a fan base, which yeah. ultimately that's all you have to have anywhere. Because even if you're not signed in country, if you have a fan base, you know, that's going to take you a long way. Now, yes, luckily for Luke Combs, he developed a fan base, you know, in Appalachian State. Well, you know, at Appalachian State, where he was going to college at, he developed a fan base there, and they kind of pushed him, which, you know, gave him, for you know, lack of a better term, the balls and the confidence to go to Nashville. He got to Nashville, he didn't have as many people because he wasn't as known. It just took a little bit of time because – when well, you have when you have talent like that, it's going to come out eventually. And then once you're seen, you know that's your chance. Exactly, and you know, so he kind of does his own thing after he's kind of been turned down down by the voice. He's been turned down by record labels in town, so he releases uh, Hurricane on his own. This song sells like over ten thousand copies. At this point. Jonathan Singleton, who has uh, Eric Church cuts, who kind of had his own little thing, he's in Tootsie's one night, and he hears Luke Combs singing Hurricane, and the whole place is singing it back. And this song isn't even on the radio. So that's when Jonathan Singleton says, all right, we can do something. So they take it, then they pull the song off the radio, they remaster it, throw it back out there, it becomes Luke's first number one, Hurricane, which put him uh, with the uh, the partnership deal with Big Machine Records in the beginning, which kind of pushed everything, which kind of put him on tour with uh, uh, Brantley Gilbert in the beginning. I mean, you know, but here's my thing. I didn't really jump on the train at first. I heard Hurricane, and it was all right. It's, I mean, it, it's a great song, but I wasn't a diehard fan yet. He had people at this time chasing down the bus, chasing down the van to get a photo with him because he had gained, like you said, all the fans on social media by himself without the push of the record label. Mm -hmm. So he's on tour with uh, Brantley Gilbert. This is when he releases When It Rains, It Pours. Now, we have heard that term um, how many times in our life? Yeah, he put a spin on it, though. He did. He put a really big spin on it. <laughs> and the thing is, is, you know, he made it his own. And the video is hilarious. But just the way that he done it made it a number one song. So here he is at two number ones. Do you think the people that turned him down was nervous? They're kicking themselves at this point. They are going to the guest book, to the history of ever getting an email or a booking date with a guy named Luke Combs and erasing it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. what, what embarrassment would that be? You yeah. know? So from this point, he releases when it rains, it pours. Then he goes into one number away. Which that song, you know, I've been wondering for a long time why nobody wrote a country song like that. And actually, uh, a guy did. Uh, Lee Bryce wrote um, 
Mm. What was that song? More Than a Memory for Garth Brooks. And it was kind of the same concept, like dialing six numbers just to hang up the phone, driving across town just to see that she's home. Yeah, but Luke Combs did it in his own way with one number away. Are you staring a hole through your phone praying that it rains? Are you watching a movie Which, that you a thousand times? Wow. Were you a fan of this song? All that country in this song either. No, it doesn't. It kind of has got an like, that, like that. To me, it's more of like a soft three doors down at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Then he kills it right here. One number from calling that girl that drove me fucking crazy. You know, I mean, what a country song. Yeah, that's a good song. Right here is when people are gaining. Okay, this dude's doing it. He's three for three at this moment, you know? And, I mean, I was a fan of that song. Yeah, it's a good song. But the song that really got me, and I thought it was one of the coolest, was number four. The the fourth one that he had um, that come hey, out. Hey, Ryan, he didn't write it, Training Man. That's not his. No, I, I didn't say anything <laughs> about me. I love it. I love it. I love go. it. I got to keep you on your toes. See? It's, it's, it's like it never fails. <laughs> no. you know, he's got to find a way to include a joke about Ryan liking men. And, and Ryan does or, like me. Or, I, I like myself. Or son. being a lot I lizard. Like myself. Huh? Or, or being a lot lizard. Yeah, well. Here is She Got the Best. Seventeen, you don't think that much about life. You just live. This song right here is when I jumped on the bandwagon. I gotta admit, it was She Got the Best of Me. That was the song that caused me to become a Luke Combs fan. Yeah. What about you? What was the one song? I mean, I heard Hurricane when it came out, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, this is a good song. Um, there were a few that I really liked, but, I mean, truth be told, as everybody knows by now, I'm not a huge country fan, you know? I like what I like. I like, if I hear it and I like it, you know, great. But unless I hear you know, say uh, three or more songs that I really, really like. I don't, you know, I really <laughs> seek out, you know, that artist. Yeah. But with Luke Holmes, he's got, he's got more than three songs that I really like just because, just because of his voice. His voice. Yeah. And, he's just well, got talent. You know, he was the first artist in the last five years that I considered, okay, this is somebody that I would pay tickets to go hear. Oh, yeah. Then I, then he come out with beautiful crazy number five on his five number ones. She drives me wild. Beautiful. And as we know, he wrote that about the mm-hmm. beautiful song. And that's the thing about Luke. I mean, he can that's sing the party song. anthem to. 
this, hey, you're crazy, but you're beautiful, and I love you anyway. You know, that's the great thing about him. Crazy is beautiful to me. (laughs) Yeah, so, so then he goes to that. Now, the next one was the first song. Well, it was the second song that really related to me. Okay, at this point, him and Nicole are are engaged. They're about to be married. They didn't they didn't have like CMT come out. They had a close family and friends. Then they sent the photo that they wanted to use. So number six, number six gets ready to come out. Okay, now number six, when I heard it, I decided let's crank this one up too. You know, because it was just as good. Even though I'm leaving. And, you know, that's another term that had never been put into a country song. Won't you stay a little while? Yeah, but come on, man. How many people have sung about the photos on the refrigerator? You know, that that's pretty impressive. Randy Travis thing about uh, photos that he found in a dresser drawer. Well, he did, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a really good song. I will say, I don't think Luke Combs invented anything. I think he has he's came out, he's put his own spin. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say he said this in a roundabout way in that interview that I listened to. He said that he writes songs for other people to relate to. Right. Other people, you know, to like. He said as long as he's writing songs that other people like, he's going to continue doing it. He said it's not about, you know, money. But if you have, you know, fans, if you've reached all these fans and they are, you know, all about you and they support you and everything that you do, you know, money comes with it. And the fame, that's just a part of it too. But he from the beginning has wrote songs that almost everybody can relate to in some way or another. And that is what makes him special. That's why up to this point in our little timeline, his first six songs have went number one. That's why. Exactly. And you know, you guys will have to forgive me. I got one of the numbers wrong. Like, before, even though I'm leaving, number six was this one right here, which was, I mean, crazy, crazy good. I've had a large map pass, bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, been fired by the boss. It takes one hand to count the things I can count no, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. Long and that's the thing, like, you see some country artists who sing about stuff and you're like, yeah, bullshit. But, like, with Luke Combs, like, everything that he sings, you can actually see him doing that. Yeah, it sounds sincere. It really he's does. He's always got passion in it because, I mean, he, the way he sings... There's no doubt that he doesn't have passion. You know, he's got a lot of passion in what he sings. 
which means he relates to the songs that he's writing and fortunately for him other people do too and that makes, yeah that's actually you know probably my favorite song that he does is that oh one. really because i mean it gets me fired up yeah it does i mean how I can mean, you not get fired up for that just the instrumental part of it in itself deserves an award i don't really feel uh, the same way about beer but i understand it you know what i'm saying <laughs> right right you can relate to it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and then uh so here we are 2019 this is when um luke gets invited to join the grand old opry which wow what a crazy bucket list thing as an artist i mean you know especially here you are with your second album and you're now a member of the grand old opry you know mm-hmm. that in itself is uh something to be proud of so like as he was growing up he was a big fan of the next guy who he gets to uh record a song with and i mean how much cooler than that does it get that you get to do a duet with him. And I'm still proud of that hit. I was the last resort to go to prom with the queen. Thanks to an ex-boyfriend who broke her heart that week. No, I didn't give up. But Mr. Eric Church? Like yes. And like, and even in the lyrics. Much to you, but it it's so honest. You know? I'm playing it's real simple. He is. And from every interview that I've ever heard, they say that he is just a regular guy. Yeah, I've seen, you know, 40 dudes in my life who look like him. You know, the way he's, uh, the the topics of his songs, I don't know too many people that can't relate to him. Like, he's just, he's an everyday dude. He's just a dude. He He's is. a dude that, I mean. That got blessed. If you took away his voice, his you know singing voice, you know at least 40 dudes just like him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got that And, and that's, that's what made him a big star, you know? Yeah. Then number nine is Loving on You. See? Just listen to the words. He's on my bucket list to see him live, for sure. Have you seen him? I have not. I would yeah. not mind seeing him. I like yeah. I like talent, and he's got it. I would like to see him. Then he comes if out. He, if he hears this, maybe he can get us uh, tickets. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't know. <laughs> that like I would feel. Damn, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. he's kind of larger to life than me. He said that, you know, he's, he would love to be the greatest of all time, but if not, that's fine. But in my book, there's not a better path to be the GOAT than he's on right now. Oh, he's definitely on his way. I mean, it's going to be very hard to continue it at his rate. He's going to do it, though. I mean, he could. He could. He, I mean, he for sure could. We're at 12. Sunday drives. Listen, I mean, just listen to the words. What's the point of oh. this old guitar if it ain't got no strings? 
He's singing that straight from the heart. Yeah, for sure. Is this, you know, I wasn't doing it. Better together. Oh, better together. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, wow. Yeah. Then we come up to number 11, which when he teased the whole world with his 11th number one, with a little bit of a, the chorus on TikTok. And when I heard it, I was like, I can't wait to hear the song. Then when I heard the song, I was so used to hearing the chorus that the mm-hmm. front of it didn't even make sense. <laughs> so I had to, you know, get used to it. But it turned out to be his uh, 11th number one, which is uh, Forever After All. It's a very good song. It is an awesome song, you know. I mean, could you think of a better wedding song? Mm-hmm. I like the hours. What's that? I like the one we had. What'd you guys have? Ed Sheeran. Oh. He had some what? good love songs, too. What was the name of it? Uh, man, if you hadn't asked me. I'm sure I've heard it about 12,000 times. I'm sure you have. I'll, uh, I'll look that up. So forever after all. This is the part right here that the whole world heard for about a, two months. Right here, it's coming up. They say nothing lasts forever, but they ain't saying I mean, this is Randy Travis style. You know, it's just like this song right here. This song will go down in history. There'll be people 20 years from now, like people looking back on forever and ever. Amen. On this song, the way we see forever and ever. Amen is the way they'll see this song. Without a doubt. I could see that. Yeah. It was uh, Thinking Out Loud was our uh, wedding song. Yes, yes, I've heard that song. And then, here we are current at his 12th number one right here. Code is you. I mean, you know. I'm blinking when the sign with an arrow. I grab a light chock full of two box trucks. Making their happy hour way home. When guys like me lose girls like that's where we run to. They got whiskey river on the jukebox. A honky tonk song does dance for a neon five o'clock road clock. And plenty damn many when you want more. This road car fool on an old car I mean, stool drinking beer almost as cold as you. This guy can sing a beer drinking song and in the same <laughs> sentence tell a girl how much he loves her. Yeah. I mean, so let's go to the awards. The all right, uh let's see. 2018 the iHeart Music Awards. Uh he wins new country artist of the year. That was the first time that uh Luke won anything. Uh then we fast forward to that same year. The Country Music Association, the CMAs, gives him new artist of the year. The year before that, he was nominated, but he didn't win. 
And that's when he only had a hurricane uh, blowing up the radio waves. Yeah. So in 2019, becomes a pretty successful year. He wins a new male artist of the year for the ACMs. He also, CMT Awards, he wins for uh, his performance with Leon Bridges. Do you remember Le- that? Oh, man, Leon Bridges. I love him. Did you see that performance? I don't know that I did. Yes, it was uh, It was pretty good, I've got to say. I'm a, sure I'm, a, I'm a big fan of both of those men, so I'm sure, I'm sure I would love it. 2019 at the iHeart Music Awards, he wins Country Artist of the Year, which is huge. Uh, Billboard, he's the top artist of the year. Uh, he's also the top male artist of the year as well. And, I mean, here he is really cleaning house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty impressive at this point. So, to, here we are at 2019. Uh, he also wins Top Country Album, which is uh, this one's for you. He won the country album that year. And at the CMAs, he wins Male Vocalist of the Year. The Song of the Year is Beautiful Crazy. And then uh, here we go, 2020, the ACM names him as the Male Artist of the Year. Uh, he's nominated for a Grammy with Brooks and Dunn for their reboot series, which, I mean, wouldn't you be, wouldn't it be cool to be the artist that brought Brooks and Dunn back? He was that artist. Yeah. You know, because he used to sing Brand New Man, and he, he put kind of a spin on it. Uh, in 2020, he also won at the CMAs, the Entertainer of the Year, the Male Vocalist of the Year, I mean, what a year in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. At the CMAs. Wow. No, the entertainer of the year, he was actually, all right, pause, because I have to cut that. Okay. 2020, he's at the CMA Awards, and he wins Male Vocalist of the Year. That year, he was sitting at the table with Eric Church, and it it was kind of like a, a kid in a candy store because Luke's a regular guy. So he was, he was like sitting with the guy that he idolized, you know, Eric church. And he got to see Eric win entertainer of the year. And he takes home male vocalist of the year. He also takes home album of the year in 2020. That's awesome. It was a big year. It was a very big year for him, but you know, he was nominated in a lot of other things. 2021 is when it completely exploded. He won Entertainer of the Year in 2021. We had that prediction nailed down, mm-hmm. as you remember. Uh, he also won Nashville Songwriter of the Year in Nashville, which is, I mean, wow, you know? Yeah. I if mean, we, for him to not be doing it as long as he has been, it's impressive. For him I mean, it is very impressive. impressive. I mean, you know, you take somebody like Luke Combs who can sing about drinking beer and in the same sentence, you know, melt you with a love song. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to some fun facts. His favorite cereal is Apple Jacks. I like Apple Jacks. I like Apple Jacks. He likes to drink Miller Lite. Even though he can afford anything that he wants, 
he mm-hmm. likes to drink Miller Lite. One time, he lost a football bet and had to become a vegan for three months. I understand how that goes. I mean, I, I had never had to become a vegan, but I do understand he, how it feels to lose a football bet. He is an artist who thanks Eric Church quite a lot. Eric Church's album and his music was one of the main drives for Luke to do what he has. He also battles with OCD and anxiety. Man, I mean, can he get any more regular? Man, <laughs> I deal with that. The anxiety, Lord have mercy. I know what he's going through. You know, He really does. I've never seen somebody so anxious in my life till I'm ever on. <laughs> I know. I sometimes I scratch my head and wonder. So, okay. Also, he doesn't keep his trophies on display where everyone can see them. Combs have won numerous awards throughout his career, but they aren't displayed through his house where everyone can see. I have a room in my house where I write my songs, my writing room, Combs shared with backstage. 2019 cma awards that's kind of like where people come over to hang out they get to see it that's kind of a humble thing to say you know i mean because a lot of people would flaunt it you know i probably would i mean at least the first one you know so uh he had a lot of jobs before he got famous obviously he worked two jobs but it still wasn't bringing in enough money when his first paycheck from music was $10,000, that's when he kind of got to thinking I can turn this hobby into a profession, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, it's pretty cool, you know, if you ask me. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's when he spends his day goal. off, when he spends his day off in Nashville, he likes to fish on the Cumberland River. His celebrity crush in high school was the same crush that we all probably have, Jennifer Anderson. Yeah. Hard to get much better than that. I know. And, like, she's still beautiful. Yeah, she really is. His least favorite job was working for U-Haul. I could see that. Really? Having because all people. you're really doing. Well, I don't know if, like, he took down the information for you to rent the truck. He said his least favorite job was working at U-Haul. So, who knows? I've never met a U-Haul company that offered to move my stuff. I have. Really? I didn't know they'd done that. I thought you had to, like, get a music or, like, a like a moving company, you know? Well, I mean, some of the U-Hauls are moving companies. That's true. All right. I'm ready for the hypotheticals. You? Well, I want to throw in another fun fact. All right. Let's do it. When he was in college... He hated being in college, but he played rugby. Now, you know anything about rugby? I have no. I've heard that name a million times. Can you explain <laughs> what that sport is? Yeah, it's like football with, <clears throat> without pads. So how does that work? It's like football without pads. <laughs> okay, so you run rough. and bump into each other well, with you try no helmet, no pads. Right. That's correct. So I've played that. When I was like 10 with the yeah. neighborhood kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't, I mean, we didn't have no gear. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Did you play two hand touch or did you play tackle? Uh, we tackled and then we had some two hand touch. Yeah. 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 Well, 
you know, rugby is all tackle. It's very violent. It's very fun. I'm going to have to YouTube this. It's a good way to get injured. <laughs> there are some countries that, you know, rugby is huge in. It's pretty big in the United States, but it's not mainstream. Like they don't have their own you know, network here. Uh, and there's not a, a professional league like there is football. But uh, okay. Yeah, it's really, really big. Also, another fun fact is Mr. Luke Combs is the uh, writer and performer on the song that represents the Southeastern Conference for SEC football. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's uh what's yeah. the name of that song? Um uh put a little south on it. Yes, yes, okay. You know, I've never heard that song. I have to Google it. Yeah, it's really good. Put a little south on it. He mentions every state of all the schools that are in the conference, which yeah, pretty cool. Actually mentions every school. He's getting ready to have to add a couple to it because they're expanding the Southeastern Conference here in a year or two. Adding uh, Texas and Oklahoma, just in case you needed to know that. Yeah. But, I mean, I finally get a chance. Good, you spread know, a little sports knowledge. Sports. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I get a chance to spread a little sports knowledge. So okay. I'm doing it. Well, I, I can't end this episode without saying meeting Luke Combs would be unreal. Oh, yeah. Hearing him in the same room would be crazy. I mean, my kids, my kids, yeah, I mean, my kids, that, that's, that's what they want to do. Dad, can we go see Luke Combs? Well, they sell out in like five seconds. And unless you have, you know, a couple extra thousand dollars, you know, you don't want to sit in the back with your kids. But anyways, Luke Combs, I think, in my opinion, is one of the humblest, respectfulest, Mm hard-workingest artist in the business and you luke combs are on the track to replacing garth it's a lot of nesses i have no doubts <laughs> i mean yeah. i would willingly bet everything that i own on it that he will go down as one of the greatest of all time i hope he does I'm he not, i don't want to jinx him i don't want to jinx him because i mean up to this point he he has really started his climb at such an astronomical pace that it's almost the odds are against him to be able to continue that, but the odds have been against him so far. And, man, he has made the most of every opportunity he's got. And I will have to say that it's really impressive. Man, it's impressive. And for him to be as humble as he is and – yeah, down to earth. He's like, the, he's the salt of the earth. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I've listened to the, both the albums and the songs that didn't get released to radio would have been number one as well. So I believe he has a whole truckload of songs that yeah. will get him through the rest of his career. And he's writing more every day. So yeah. And, and I'd say he's already got them. Yeah. I'm know? sure he's got quite a few of them. Yeah, for sure. So are you ready for the hypotheticals or you got anything else? No, I think that's all I got. I am ready. All right. So, Make Love To, which song would it be? Mm, I'm going to go with Beautiful Crazy. I'm going to go with Forever After All. Yeah. Mm, Either one. I bet we got the same fight song. I've got long. Yes. It's cold. Yes. 
broke my heart. Yep. Okay. It just gets you fired up, man. It gets you. It the, does. Yeah. I mean, just the instrumental. I'm ready yeah. to fight. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. So, song that you would listen to forever. What's yours? Mine is She Got the Best of Me. Yeah. See, I'm going to have to go with the same one as my fight song. So yeah, that's very, the song that you would listen to for the rest of your life on loop. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Just because. Boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps you enthralled in the song the entire time. Like it's intense. You can sing along to it. It's, it's just, I think it's an easy listen. It, after a while, you're like, you know, I want to lay down, but, uh, <laughs> you know, right. it's, but at the same time, it's just a good song. I mean, and I, I really like it. It gets me fired up. Maybe I need to be more fired up in my life. I'm not sure. Yeah, you I'll do. Give it a shot. All right. So now we're at the part of the show where we write the artist. Mm-hmm. Jordan, would you like to be our guest and go first? I can't. Um, All right. I'm actually a guide, but I will go first. Um so I'm going to do, I'm going to give him one star for him you know, being extremely humble and down to earth and so much like the common man. I'm going to give him another star for his you know, writing ability and because he writes his own songs and because, you know, of what he's been able to accomplish so far through his lyrics, um, I'm going to give him another star because his voice his voice is just unreal i'm gonna give him another star just because of all those reasons rolled into one like i i can't express enough how impressed i was with him i mean i knew a little bit about him you know before we started doing uh, research but the more I learn, the more I like him. And it's not every time you, you know, you know, you know get that. Like right. sometimes you like somebody a lot going in. And then when you get into his life story or her life story, kind of fades off a little bit because, well, I mean, people are people. Uh, yeah. But, and you, you know, I never know where somebody comes from or, you know, things that they've done in their life. And, I'm just extremely impressed with him. He's going to get four stars. I'm not going to give him five because I want him to blow the four stars out of the water. I want him to continue what he's done up to this point, continue writing those huge hits one after another. I want him to become one of the greatest country music singers to ever walk the face of this earth because somebody like him with his personality and with his, you know, just good heart as a person and as a human being, I want to see something like that succeed. And there are other people like that in country music. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know any other artist who has been on this just absolute climb from the beginning that took off like a rocket into the night and has not looked back at all. 
like he has done something that has never ever been done by another singer in any genre much less country so i'm gonna give him yeah one star to strive for all right well i'm gonna put him at five just because i mean even if he never releases another song I think that um, he's deserve, he's at five. I mean, he's a member of the Grand Ole Opry. He's got 12 number one songs. He hasn't released a song that hasn't been bad. He doesn't have a song that I wished he wouldn't have recorded. And the only thing that sucks that I could say in my life uh, with Luke Combs is I haven't got to see him perform live yet. So that's kind of one of the things that I would love to uh, accomplish somehow, some way. So, Luke gets a five. All right. All right, folks. We appreciate you guys so much. Our contest went great. Jordan is working on putting a uh, contest together here very soon. He will be in charge of the next one. Yes. March Madness. He will. So, you guys stay tuned. Go like our Facebook. Give us a comment on Spotify, on uh, uh, iTunes, whatever you want to do. Just I'll soon be putting together out. an Instagram page for us as well. So, um, yeah. So right. hopefully we can, uh, we can get a little, little traffic on there too, but as always, we'd love to hear back from you. We would. Um, we'd love to, to hear, Hey, I like that. Or, Hey, that sucked. Or, Hey, you sound cute. Or, yeah. or, no, I don't, I don't want to hear that, but <laughs> I do not want to fight with my wife. Cause I, yeah. I want to explain something on you. Yeah. After, after <laughs> we did me counting money, my wife, she doesn't record much on, uh, on uh, Facebook live. Yeah. She didn't realize that the camera was, you know, mirrored. So right. she accused me of having my ring finger or my, my uh, wedding band on my right hand instead of my left. She said, you trying to let everybody know you're single? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was cleaning the litter box. We got a cat. I was cleaning the litter box. And the next thing I get a text, but she's upstairs. She's like, you trying to let everybody know you're single? I said, what do you, what do you mean? She said, I seen your video. You had your ring on your right hand. She said, you don't know how cameras work, do you? <laughs> no, 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 but, she doesn't. Yeah. But. Oh, but well. you know what? We gained a like from her this week. So, yeah, hey, right. hey, hey, hey. She's got the brownie points in my court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't accuse you of trying to tell her about your single. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Y'all have a good week. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be maligned in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch y'all next time. Appalachian. Appalachian. <laughs> See, man, I mean, it, it is fucking unreal. <laughs> it is